up to eight players, but there's snow competition. This is Winter Games. Sprite Castle. Sprite Castle. Sprite Castle. With Rob O'Hara. Sprite Castle. Hello and welcome to Sprite Castle, the show in which I play, discuss, and review Commodore 64 games. My name is Rob Flack O'Hara, and on this episode we'll be playing Winter Games. Winter Games was published by Epix for the Commodore 64 in 1985. It is a game for up to eight players that uses both joysticks for controls. One thing I forgot to mention last week was the download section of SpriteCastle.com, so I'll do that real quick. If you go to SpriteCastle.com and click on the Downloads link up at the top, you'll find a link to download the Vice Emulator, and you'll find links to every game that has been reviewed on SpriteCastle, including next week's game, if you want to play it before listening to the show. Now, before we begin talking about this week's game, let's talk about this week's snack. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. Crack, crack, crack the egg into the bowl. Talking snack. Winter games for the Commodore 64 consists of seven events, one of which is called the Hot Dog. So for tonight's show, I stopped by Sonic and picked up a Chicago-style hot dog. But that's not all. I also picked up an order of onion rings, which I have now arranged just like the Olympic rings. You can see a picture of the rings on the SpriteCastle.com website if you really want to. Also, in honor of the Olympics, I'm having an Olympic-sized mug of rum which has nothing to do with the Olympics, but does help me forget that I'm old and overweight and will never be able to compete in the Olympics. (sighs) And now, let's discuss Winter Games by Epics. Games is the second game in Epix's classic game series of games. The first being, that's kind of tough to say, the first being Summer Games, which was released the previous year in 1984. Summer Games consisted of seven or eight separate events that today we would probably describe as being mini games. And Winter Games uses the identical format, this time with seven events based on real events that appear in the Winter Olympics. And like the Winter Olympics, if you plan on earning the gold, you had better put in some practice, because these events are not easy. After firing up Winter Games, just like on Summer Games, you will be treated to the opening Olympic ceremonies. An Olympian will run across the screen carrying the Olympic torch, run up a flight of stairs, and light the Olympic flame, all while the Olympic music plays, which you just heard at the beginning of this segment. You would think that seeing the opening ceremonies once would be enough, but in case you can't get enough of it, there's an option on the main menu that will allow you to watch it as many times as you want. In fact, I'm going to click on it right now. Stop that, stop that. Like I said earlier, Winter Games features seven events. Like all the games in the Epics game series, you have four options. You can practice an event. You can compete in one event, compete in multiple events, or compete in all the events. The nice thing about practicing an event is that the game doesn't have to reload it over and over, and that will save you on drive loading times. 
Unfortunately, while you're practicing, the game will not save any high scores you have earned. High scores are only saved while you're competing. If you choose to compete, the first thing you will do is pick the flag of the country you will represent. You'll put in your initials. When you select the flag, you will hear the country's theme song played. I believe there are 12 different countries, uh, including the United States, Canada, Mexico, Japan, and of course, Epics, which it turns out is not a country. And here's the thing with winter games. Each event, which is, I guess, similar to the real Olympics, uh, requires skill and training. So the good news is, yes, if you had seven other friends come over and you all want to play on the computer, you could fire up winter games and play eight people against one another. Um, The bad news is whoever has played this game the most will kick everyone else's ass because there's not much chance they will know how to do uh, any of the events. Also, it's a pretty long game. If there are seven events and you get to attempt each event three times, uh, so yeah, it, it can actually take quite a long time to play. Also, out of the seven events included in the game, only one, speed skating, allows two people to play at the same time. All the other ones are one player at a time only. So uh, yes, uh, an eight-player game where you go through all the events will take over an hour for sure. Now, I'm not going to go through the controls for every single event. I do want to read what the events are, and I am going to read the instructions for uh, the first event, which is figure skating. So the seven events included are figure skating, free skating, speed skating, ski jumping, biathlon, bobsled, and freestyle skiing, also known as hot dog. So, like I said, I don't want to read the instructions for all of them, but to give you an idea of how this game plays, I'm going to read you from the manual the instructions for figure skating. So I am now reading directly from the manual. Figure skating short program is a one minute timed exercise of seven compulsory movements, camel spin, sit spin, double axle jump, triple axle jump, double lutz jump, triple lutz jump, and camel into sit spin. You can perform the seven movements in any order you choose. It's the grace and form of your skating that counts. Press the fire button to start skating. To begin a movement, point the joystick in the direction of the movement you wish to make and press the fire button. To complete a movement, center the joystick and press the fire button. To skate backwards, center the joystick and press the fire button. Here are the key skating movements in their relative joystick uh, positions. And then there's a little diagram here, uh, you know, which way you press the joystick to perform all these different moves. Figure skating tips. Awkward. A movement will be judged as elegant or awkward depending on when you press the fire button. If you're skating forward and trigger a jump when the skater's legs are in open stride, the jump will be perfect. If the skater's legs are closed, the jump will be awkward. The opposite is true if you're skating backwards. Trigger the jump when the skater's legs are closed and the jump will be perfect. Practice makes perfect, so keep trying. Forward skating. Performers can do a double or triple axle jump or turn around and begin skating backwards. Remember, be facing forwards when time runs out. If you're skating backwards when time runs out, you will fall down. Backward skating athletes can do triple or double lutz jumps, camel or sit spin, or turn around and begin skating forwards. When you do spins, make sure you do six rotations. If you do fewer than six times, your exit will be awkward. If you do more than six turns, you will become dizzy and fall. Don't fall down. You'll fall down if you try to move directly from a jump to a spin, a spin to a jump, a jump to another jump, or a sit spin to another camel spin. Skate backwards in between movements and skate forwards before you do an axle jump. You can move directly from a camel spin to a sit spin, which is an elegant combination worth 1.2 points. Figure skating scores. 
You begin with a score of 0.0. The best score is 6 points. All scores are displayed in tenths, and don't worry, your score can't go below 0. After you successfully complete each figure skating movement, your score is added up. And then there's a chart here of what each move, uh, the point values. Also, total score penalties, you get a 0.7 point penalty for each time you fall, and a 0.2 point penalty for each awkward movement. Credits, only the first attempt at each movement completed within the one minute is scored. Okay, that's the instructions for the first event. So if you have seven friends come over who have never played this game and you give them a joystick, here's what's going to happen. Fall, fall, fall. You might jump, awkward, fall, fall, the end. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a re and plus they're going to get three times to do this. So, um, it, the first event figure skating, this is a one minute event. So like I said, uh, each person would get three tries. So that's three minutes times eight people is 24 minutes plus the time in between the events. So you're probably looking at half an hour for the first event. So, um, a, a complete, run through of all the Olympic events in this game, especially if you get eight people is going to take a long time. So to go through the other events here, there is free skating that is similar to figure skating, except you get two minutes. So double the time, uh, you know, if you have eight people times three times two minutes, uh, and you can perform each move up to three times. Uh, so it's basically the same event except twice as long. And on the uh, first event, they only score the first time you attempt a move, but on this one, you can attempt each move three times. Uh, speed skating allows two people to race head to head. And this was, uh, similar to the early games, like summer games, you control how fast you skate by thrashing the joystick left and right. So this is a game, uh, that you would want to play at other people's houses on their joysticks. And this is a game you would not want to have people come over and smack around your joysticks with. Uh, then there's the ski jump, which is pretty fun. It is like the, the long distance ski jump. You press the button to uh, send your jumper down the slope, and then you press the button to jump, and then when you're in the air, you have to press up, down, and left, and right to uh, control his his pose and his posture, and you want to hold him in the exact right position so that he flies and you get the most style points, and your score is based on uh, your distance and the form that you had in the air. So ski jump is pretty fun. Biathlon is a horrible... <laughs> I don't hate it as much as I hate the figure skating, but in biathlon, uh, it's a combination of two things. First of all, you are going to ski cross country. And so you press left, right, left, right, left, right. Uh, and then when you go uphill, you have to go faster, left, right, left, right, left, right. And then, uh, when you go downhill, you press down, 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 and you use your, your poles. Uh, and then eventually you get to the targets where you get to shoot. And so you have to press forward and backward to emulate cocking the gun, uh, and the targets will, uh, or your sight will scroll up and down. And depending on how fast you've been going, uh, your heart rate affects how fast the targets move. And eventually you'll press the button and shoot. Uh, and then when you're done, you will go back to skiing across country and you'll go left, right, left, right, left, right. And you'll go. Uh, so anyway, it's horrible <laughs> when you, uh, I, when I do compete, I do compete in some events and I leave this one off. Uh, then there's the bobsled. The bobsled's pretty cool. Uh, basically you go down the bobsled, uh, little path, uh, the track, I guess, I guess it's not a path. Uh, and th the game steers for you, but what you have to do is hold, you have to turn into the turn so that your bobsled doesn't flip over. So when you turn, uh, to the right, you have to hold the joystick really hard to the right, uh, to lean into the turn. And if you don't, you'll go too high up on the wall and flip over and that will be the end of your bobsled career. 
There's also an overhead map that you can look at uh, to see where you are on the course so you'll know which turns left or right are uh, coming up. And it also there's a speedometer so you can see how fast you're going, uh, and that can affect how much you need to lean into the, the turns as well. Uh, the final event is uh, freestyle skiing, which is known as hot dog. And this is kind of like uh, what we think of as the freestyle snowboard events today. Uh, you will go down this little jump, and when you're in the air, you can do tricks. You basically have enough time for two tricks. Um, and so to get the best score, you have to move do two moves that are different um, without any awkward moves, which is basically a clean transition between the two. So you could do a forward flip and then back flip or... Um, uh, just different kinds of jumps combined with the flip or whatever. So, uh, I, I like, that's probably my favorite event because it takes, it's very easy to do the moves. I mean, this is one you could uh, give the joystick to a kid or something and say, you know, try this and they'd be able to do it. And as long as you let go before you hit the ground, then, um, uh, you'll land. And, uh, so anyway, it's easy and it's fun to play. There are, you may see references online. If you look up winter games, um, events, you may see references to alpine skiing or luge or some different events. And those are events that got uh, ported into different versions of the game. So those are not on the Commodore version. Uh, different, uh, like the, the NES version has some different um, uh, events that are more similar and um, basically just to, to save space, I think. So uh, anyway, speaking of ports... Winter Games was released first for the Commodore 64 and the Apple II. It was later ported to most of the 8-bit and 16-bit systems of the time. Uh, looks like the Amiga, Apple II GS, the Atari 2600. The Atari 2600 version is surprisingly good. Um, Atari 7800, the ST, the Macintosh, um, the NES, the PC-88, uh, PC Booter, they always say that. I, I would say it was for DOS. Um, and ZX Spectrum. Um, I think the best versions, in my opinion, are the uh, Commodore 64, the Amiga, the Atari ST, and the Apple II and 2GS versions. Those are all really good. Um, the Macintosh version is for the early Mac, so it is in black and white. Uh, the PC version is the very early um, CGA color scheme, uh, the version I have, so it's in uh, purple and cyan and black and white, so... Um, not very colorful. And the NES version is pretty much touted as being the worst version, the worst port. So if you've only, if you grew up playing um, Nintendo and that's your only exposure to winter games, you might want to try one of these other versions out. And like I said, the Atari 2600 version is really good uh, considering the limitations of the, uh, of the 2600. Uh, so now let's get into any personal memories I have of Winter Games. I remember playing Winter Games on both the Apple II and the Commodore 64. Uh, when this game came out, I think we had both systems, or it was uh, definitely like a borderline in between uh, when we transitioned from the Apple to the Commodore. Uh, I don't remember playing most of the events. Um, 
I mostly just practice the hot dog event. That's uh, definitely my favorite event on this. Like I said, just because it's easy and you could get in there and play. Um, this was a game that a lot of people had. I remember going to people's houses and, um, I think this really, I mean, this is the, the game that transitioned summer games from being a standalone game into being a series because we had summer games. And then once you had winter games, uh, you know, they just began using the the format over and over. So it's, it's kind of like the first sequel to a movie where originally it was just a movie. Now all of a sudden it's a series. So after winter games, uh, eventually we have summer games too. Uh, and then we go into California games, which is definitely a game I'll be covering at some point on this show. Uh, there's California games too, um, world games, which is another good one. So yeah, winter games, um, is, is definitely, you know, it kind of, it built the games and I'm using that in the epics games series and built that into a series. So, uh, but I do remember playing this quite a bit. And, um, like I said, on a lot of these games type, uh, uh, epics games, games, if that makes sense, uh, there's always events where you have to push the joystick back and forth um, to go faster or whatever. And I, I tend to skip those just because uh, having a broken joystick was no fun. <laughs> so uh, I would skip those. But um, the ones like the hot dog, the bobsled, um, and I, I guess the, the long, well, the long jump for sure. And maybe I would go figure skating. Those are uh, the ones that I played the most. Now it is time for the Mach 5 speed round in which I burn rubber through five questions sent in by listeners just like you. What number is that? Five. Five. five is the number of the day. Mach 5 speed round. What is your favorite Winter Games event? Hot dog. What is your least favorite Winter Games event? Ice skating. What is your favorite game in the Epics game series? California Games. What is your favorite winter Olympic sport in real life? Snowboard halfpipe. What is your favorite thing to do on the ice or snow? Fall down. And that concludes the Mach 5 speed round. Be sure to listen to the end of the episode to find out what next week's game will be and where you can send your questions in for the next speed round. So my quick scores, graphics, I give it a gold medal, uh, music and sound effects. I also give both of those gold medals. There's a lot of great music in this game. There's a lot of great sound effects. The graphics are top notch. Uh, so this is definitely a great game that, uh, looks good and sounds good and plays good for gameplay. I give the game a silver medal and overall I give it a silver medal. Epic's winter games is a fun game. It's got good graphics, good music, good sound, and most of the events are pretty fun. Unfortunately, it takes some practice and reading to be able to compete in all the events, and a couple of them will test your patience along with your wrist muscles. For the wintry fun to be had here, Winter Games gets a 4 out of 5 Olympic rings from me. Thanks again for tuning in to Sprite Castle. In honor of a DVD 50-pack of martial arts movies I just picked up, next week's game will be Bruce Lee. If you would like to play Bruce Lee before the next show, head on over to SpriteCastle.com and click the Downloads link where you can find links to Commodore 64 emulators and all the games that have been reviewed on the show. If you'd like to submit Bruce Lee-related questions for the Mach 5 Speed Round or would like to send me any feedback about the show, you can email me at robohara at robohara.com, contact me on Twitter at Commodork, 
Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Sprite Castle or leave me a voicemail on my podcast hotline 405-486-YDKF. Sprite Castle is available from iTunes, Stitcher Radio, the SpriteCastle.com RSS feed, and through throwbacknetwork.net, your home for quality retro podcasts. Thanks again for listening. Watch your step on the ice on your way out, and we'll see you here next time on Sprite Castle.